you know, any 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 pornos or any sex toys, you know, there'd be these dingy shops in Soho, men in rain bags, yeah. you know, and dildos would look like penises with like, you know, big veiny we're all scary, so. <laughs> They are scary. <laughs> this is our first podcast of 2020. Yes, sir. Um, and we thought we'd kick things off with a very hot topic. Um, hot, hot, hot and spicy. Um, so we're going to be talking today about sex. Let's talk about that, baby. <laughs> That's exactly Let's what was just... <laughs> Everybody's jiggling their shoulders. Everybody gets very excited about sex. We couldn't, have this, we couldn't have this conversation openly to Martin. But like, I had to pull him into a room and be like, room? 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 I don't know why I said like that. Um, and be like, I want to talk about sex on the podcast. And he was like, why didn't you just ask me out there? I was like, the minute I say sex, everybody's going to be like, sex? No, 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 no. <laughs> so I thought, maybe not. Um, but yeah, and we have a very special guest today. So Robin is here to talk to us all about not your specific <laughs> sexual escapades, but uh, a no. bit more generally about sex. Um, yes. um, Robin, do you want to tell everyone a little bit about what you do Me as and... a sex therapist and <laughs> what you're learning about and everything and give us all the gory details. Okay. Me. Well, I wouldn't call myself a sex therapist ah. a yet. A yet. Um, I will, that is the aim, mm-hmm. uh, really, um, because, well, it fascinates me along with, you know, you I think I, the rest of yeah, the world. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, but um, what's drawn me to this place is probably a little bit of a reason why, because um, I used to read up on the history of sex, I used mm. to give walking tours of London. Peeking up the petticoats of perverted London. Oh, yes. Um, short um, but sweet. That was a little chapter in my life. And between working in museums and corporate, I then <laughs> decided to chuck corporate in and work for a female-focused sex shop. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I started off doing mail order and complaints and stuff like that. But then I also started teaching the adult sex classes. Cool. Uh, yeah, and then I actually started making hard leather and rubber goods. Wow, did so, you do? Wow. Yeah. So I've done a lot of different things, and yeah. I've basically been <laughs> counselling <laughs> sex therapy without actually having the qualifications. Um, <laughs> we can edit so, that better. Yeah. Well, now now I'm I'm going to become legit and actually follow this calling that I apparently have. Very nice. Yeah. Um, how long does it take to get qualified as a sex therapist? Just to become a counsellor, it takes about two years. Yeah. Um, to do the full um, four-level diploma. Yeah. And then I'm going to look to specialise. So by the time a uh, year and a half, half has passed, I'll be a qualified counsellor. Mm-hmm. And then I will look to specialise. So mm. I'll have to do some research. But this is the ultimate goal. And it's going to happen. Very good. <laughs> have you watched um, Sex Education on Netflix? I have been waiting to watch it, to be completely honest with you, because when it first came out, I've also got a bit of a funny thing with um, the way something's filmed. It was incredibly Americanized. Yeah. yeah. And it just bugged me. <laughs> it bugged me so much that I was like, well, I'm going to put that away. I'm going to come back to it. <laughs> now it's like you know, really popular show, and I'm definitely going to go back to it. I yeah. think at the time when Sex Education came out, there was also another thing called 
Bonding. Oh. Which... Oh, yeah, I haven't watched that one, but... Bonding. See, see, yeah. most people haven't watched that. I watched Bonding. Uh, <laughs> is that, is that a British version, a, then? No, that's it's American. It's a different series. It's a different series. I think Bonding's the one where it's, like, a girl and a guy become friends, mm-hmm. and then she's... Well, they're, like, best friends. Yeah. And she uh, is a student. She's a psychologist student, actually, but uh, to pay her way, she is a dominatrix. Wow. And she brings her best friend into that world as, as her assistant. Mm. Um, so, yeah, whilst the sex education was going on, I was like, well, let's just do the one. <laughs> let's choose the bondage. Yeah, yeah I was just going to ask, because obviously um, Jean, who plays like the the mother of the main character, yes. she's a sex therapist, so I, know, I just wanted fabulous. to ask... like, Gillian Anderson, think, isn't it? Yeah, so mm. I was just interested to know whether you thought that her her character is an accurate representation of what like Ooh. sex therapists actually do or not but I, I wouldn't be able yeah I wouldn't later. be able yes you can let me know once maybe we can it. have yeah we can have a chat afterwards mm. most people do turn around to me and say when I say that this is what I want to do yeah like oh like Barbara Streisand and meet the fuckers <laughs> and I'm like yes that's uh, <laughs> like that's most likely going to happen <laughs> why why the hell not right <laughs> There's been a huge change in the way people talk about sex, right? Mm, massively. So historically, like for women, mm-hmm. like sex was always something that you, you we had to repress, and it was it's for, it was for making babies, but it wasn't mm-hmm. for pleasure enjoyment. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you feel about that? And like, in terms of what you're learning and stuff now, mm. are you are you being challenged by any of those sort of like you know stereotypes? Or? Yeah, I mean, it's funny for me because it's such a fascinating subject all of it I mean Mm. sex not just the meaty part of sex but like the psyche of sex and when you look at the history you see a bigger picture of the way society has traveled during this time I mean my favorite (laughs) my favorite part of history is the 18th century because it is so sordid and (laughs) so morbid and honestly terrible I like to talk about from like civil war times when Mm. it's the Puritans and you know no colour no taverns no playhouses Mm. um, um, no flowers in the garden you know a garden was a place for contemplating Jesus' sins Mm. Um, and through that period of such you know such restraint and then the restoration came where Charles II was brought back onto the throne first thing he did open the playhouses and that was the first time that women could go on stage mm. and open the taverns. So there was like a cry out for, you know, being human and doing what humans like to do, mm. like drinking and... Having sex. And having sex. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, obviously so much more detail. But going through like Victorian times, that's when things get got really pulled back because there was a necessity because it got so rowdy mm. and dirty, you know. Um, London was the city of vice mm. um, and um, and I feel like now we are still hanging with this Victorian clo- cloud over our head mm. um, because as much as people think there's nothing to boo people talk about sex all the time mm. it's very particular and they don't yeah they don't not really so yeah no and I, I would agree with that like I think you know, from a feminist perspective, I always feel like we talk a lot about periods, stereotypes, mm-hmm. but I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but there's not a huge amount 
that mm. maybe has been real things that they yeah, really are thinking. Sex, or it's maybe it's sex that isn't heterosexual sex. Yeah, yeah. that's so true. Yeah, yeah. or true. maybe something that seems a little bit out of the ordinary yeah. to yeah. what is known as vanilla sex. Yeah, which is great. Everyone loves a bit of vanilla. <laughs> There's a reason why it's so popular. But um, you know, there are lots of things out there. Yeah, that you can play with. Do you think that there? <laughs> <laughs> I literally looked at Roger. There's a penis, stress <laughs> penis on the table in front of us. Yeah. Maybe we'll put that up for the listeners a little mascot. to witness. A little oh, mascot for the like, session. We need um we need some googly eyes for him or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Roger would definitely have googly eyes, right? He's watching us. Right He's now. watching. He's Always watching you. Now. Watching. Um, I don't know. I think like from my, well from when you know I was a bit younger and you know you, you learn to have. People talk about very normal sex, like mm. you were saying, you know, mm. and very conventional, what is convid- mm. considered to be conventional mm. sex. But I do think, you know, I don't know, I have witnessed a slight change in people being a bit more open and talking there about, is a movement. you know, pleasure for women, I think, as well. Like, you know, mm. sex not just being something that we have to do to, oh, yeah. you know, procreate, yeah. it being something that, you know, we absolutely should enjoy, mm-hmm. like this kind of leads into sort of how brands are starting to approach it and I think for us that's always really interesting obviously working as copywriters Mm. Mm. but like Durex I've noticed over the last few years has like really started to push like sexual pleasure for women like and make a more thing like like make a bigger thing about that yeah I think that's there's no shame in it no I think that's also part of it it's it's this the psyche of it for um if we talk about generic cis men and cis women mm. um you know men have a penis it's there it's out there from day dot you know mm. they're fiddling with it and it's just what boys do <laughs> but you know for a girl you know it's hidden mm. it's mm. more private and you know if a girl was to go exploring down there whilst they're shopping with mummy mm. it, you know so automatically a girl is kind of taught to be a little bit ashamed of that mm. kind of thing so it's and then they don't talk about it. Mm. I don't remember how old I was when I had sex education in secondary school, but I do mm. remember it being just purely anatomical. Yeah. Purely it was like, anatomical. it's this thing that you do just to... Tick yeah. a box. Tick a, not tick a box, but it's it's purely for having babies. Yeah. yeah. It's like purposeful. It's not, yeah. yeah. Um, and there was no talk about sexuality, no talk about emotions mm. or gender. And I think that's huge. Mm. So how someone identifies... Is, is so personal and we don't have the vocabulary for it mm. because it's not widely mm. um, what's the word? accessible. Mm. But there's also this like massive blip in the education system mm. where the quality of sex education that children receive mm. is so heavy reliant on heavily reliant on the teacher yeah. mm. teaching the it. There's not tough. yeah, there's not like a sex education expert who comes into school it's mm. usually whoever teaches that class just teaches it mm. so you could either have do you think there should be like some like a roving 100 percent yeah, yeah, yeah sex yeah. educator yeah. specifically for that if i, I was a copywriter i think i'd go into doing sex education it's, it's, i'm so passionate about it <laughs> it's so important yeah. i mean like i said you've got the meaty part of sex i mean mm. when people talk about it it's like <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, very get very coy. Which, which, yeah, is you know that's all well and good, but there is you know mm. this massive subject that mm. has so many things involved. Like. Yeah, and I think you're right. Like you, almost having an expert that can sort of 
has learned and understands how to talk to all different people about mm-hmm. all different types of sex and mm-hmm. you know doesn't just talk at us from an anatomical perspective that's really yeah. important i think like, also cultural as well yeah you that's know. so true we're such a multicultural society Especially you London. can't assume yeah. that everybody is going to be as comfortable talking about it or no. you know have the same experiences and i think there's a whole narrative around like trying to teach people that it's okay for people to have very different experiences mm. sexually mm-hmm. and also i think for for young women knowing what isn't okay is really important and i don't necessarily think we get caught we, we don't get taught that in school well, yeah. women don't and lack of communication well. includes that as well which mm. is very dangerous yeah it's so counterproductive yeah mm. i don't know I, I the whole topic for me is still very taboo yeah. I think very taboo and it's interesting because I think advertising com- like companies have been using sex mm. to sell stuff mm-hmm. for years that's but an age-old saying isn't it sex yeah sells. exactly <laughs> but then nobody's actually invested in my opinion the time and the research and mm. the money into understanding all the nuances of mm. sex or maybe that that's just me and as a like someone who I don't know is considered to have conventional sex mm. or whatever I don't like I'm not in those pockets, so I don't know. Yeah. There's not like enough yeah. literature or stuff out there to yeah. make me think differently or understand. Still it particularly niche, and it shouldn't be. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, every single but person pretty like has sex. Like it's a crazy thing that we. Or don't. they don't. Or they don't. Or they don't. Sexuality. Yeah. But it's still it's part not. of the conversation. It's still part of that. Whether you choose. Yeah, to there have is it still not. a relationship with, with it with your body and mm. with how you feel about other people mm. you know it's not necessarily uh, something that only affects your future relationships mm. like as in partners but like how you just interact with other people you mm. know just yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. do you yeah. think um because when you just spoke about like relationships with bodies mm. do you think that body positivity is like a branch of mm, yeah i do like your work, like if someone... Mm, yeah, had... absolutely. Do you reckon? Mm, yeah. That's interesting. Um, I never thought of it in that way before. Yeah, mm. absolutely, because a lot of um, issues that I have spoken to people about, people have spoken to me about, mm. is not just, you know, how to perform, mm. but it's also, you know, these are my fears. Yeah. These are my insecurities, and... Um, a lot of people still they don't like to have sex in the light they have to turn the light off before mm, they go yeah. go to it yeah. Yeah. you know a lot of people they don't like to receive oral sex because they don't like the way they look or they mm. don't they don't look at themselves so they don't actually they fear that mm. and it's and it's really quite tragic mm. um there was i mean if we talk about females <laughs> there is a an art exhibition i don't know if it's still showing it must be is it showing the one in somewhere. camden don't the vagina know. museum, not the vagina <laughs> museum. I don't know unless there was some because we there there was there's something called the wall of vagina. The wall of vagina. <laughs> that's, that. Wow, that I sounds like exactly like your kind of place. Yeah, the artist. I think his name is Jamie something. Um, we can look this up. But basically, he did plaster casts of over something silly like five hundred vaginas. Wow! Yeah, and and it's and he's put it all up. And I think mm. it was an exhibition in Brighton originally. And some yeah. of the plaster casts did come to London, and we had some where I used to work as well. 
Um, but basically this shows like just the magnitude of everyone's got the same bits, but yeah. they all look different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's completely normal. And it's yeah. completely normal, yeah. yeah. And everyone, like when you've got people looking at pictures, because when we used to do classes, uh, one in particular which involved the female orgasm, mm-hmm. um, we would actually put a picture of some of these like around and like people would be like, oh, I think mine looks like that. And, like, kind of matching up. <laughs> no one would actually get nude, let me just <laughs> say. Nothing practical in these classes. Um, but yeah, it's it's fascinating. Yeah. And also uh, quite sad to realise how many people um, do have such, such issues. Yeah. Do you think some of that is down to things like advertising a hundred percent oh yes yeah oh yeah because i guess like you know there's a couple of stereotypes that tend to crop up in advertising right you get like the like the one night stand kind of figure Mm. you know this beautiful kind of almost unattainable woman Mm. who i've heard multiple men over the years say oh you'd sleep with her but you wouldn't take her home to your parents and i hate that absolutely Mm. hate that because it's just such a like reductive way to look at women and like the objectification of women in advertising mm-hmm. is just so ridiculous. Do you guys remember that Beachbody Ready ad? Oh, yeah. That was like... There are loads of, of Beachbody ads, though, aren't there? I don't know if... And I don't know about specific. They got, like... They basically... I think it was at Waterloo. They it put that protein massive... World. That's it. Protein World. Put this massive billboard up with this woman... Uh, with this woman? This woman um, wearing, like, a bikini, and she basically just... The way that they had shot it, she yeah. was just so objectified, and it was like beach body ready. And it was like all about there was huge conversations that came off the back of it mm-hmm. around the fact that you know why is she the only person that's beach body ready? Like you know, but they were absolutely using like the fact that she is a, considered to be stereotypically a sexy woman a to sell conventionally protein. beautiful woman. <laughs> yeah, so the, the it's so interlinked, isn't it? It's mm. you can't get away from it. No, this is why it's so important yeah. because even just like the, the things that are so normal that we think is so no- normal. Yeah, but even that's changed. I mean, if you look at, I love, I'm a bit of a history swat. So. <laughs> if you look at like I don't know the pinups of the day, mm. you know it, that was still like. Even though we look back and they're like, oh, gorgeous women, you know. (laughs) But that wasn't a good thing. No. At all. No, that was, like, completely Mm. poo-pooed. But, like, that was, like, the shape of that day. But that's nice what you were saying about, like, the wall of vagina. Yeah. The great wall of vagina. By showing women, like... (laughs) That we're all different, but we are all the same. Like, we're all normal. We're all normal, just yeah. because yours is and it's beautiful. Shape. Yeah, it's embracing the fact that you, you know, have something that's unique about you. But like, we all have them. We should all be more mm. proud to talk about. And also, just to have a look. Yeah, <laughs> have a look. Do you know who was it that <laughs> were we talking about this recently about the fact that, like, to to the point of you get taught sex education and da da da, like. Some women don't even know that there's like multiple holes. Oh, uh, multiple holes. Yes, this like, is this is a very common yeah. thing that that people talk about is yeah. where the things are actually going and coming out. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> yeah, like if you ask a woman you... to label like the parts of a penis, they yeah. could ask yeah. them to label mm. the parts of vagina. vagina yeah, they have no idea. More likely, yeah, to be able to do that. Yeah. yeah. And do you think that's because? 
as you were saying earlier, like guys are like always kind of fiddling with it or whatever, and it's it's so much more acceptable acceptable yeah. for them to kind of explore and engage with their like genitals mm. and be like, right, what is this? How does it work? How can I like maximize my yeah. pleasure from it? I do. Whereas women, it's like you know, it's there. You 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 pee from it. You have babies from it, and that's <laughs> it's functional. Much, it's functional, but it's not for you to enjoy. It's not for you mm. to explore. I think it's changing, as yeah. you said. You know, there are you know a lot of different movements now, and yeah. and a lot of conversations are thankfully being opened up to yeah. talk about difficult things. Yeah. Um, but generally. Yes, we're still, like, not supposed to, I don't know, while she's walking, you just rearrange yourself. Women still need to rearrange themselves. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But for a man, you know, to be able to walk down the street and just, you know, put their hands down the boxes is absolutely fine. Mm. Yeah. Can you imagine if you saw a woman do that? I know, you'd probably have a bit of a, like, You can't help it. You're like, yeah. I mean, me, I'd be like, you can't see my face, but it's more of an intrigued <laughs> face. <laughs> more of a curious yeah. curiosity. Hmm. Oh, how do you think we can help women feel more comfortable talking about that? Because I, the other thing that I always think is, you know, the more we talk about these things, it's always better for like health and mm-hmm. you know, we. I think they did it quite well with boobs, like with breast cancer and stuff. With all mm-hmm. the breast cancer campaigning, they mm-hmm. got women to start feeling, and they've done mm-hmm. some really nice advertising around like the shapes of women's boobs yeah. and how they're different, and that's great. And it doesn't matter that you know they, yeah. they've made headway there, but we're still not quite like lower yeah. half yeah. yet. Yeah, not quite there. It's like a, a realm, the <laughs> mystical <laughs> realm, <laughs> where they've heard things about it, but, yeah, but um, nobody knows. I think also because as much as we all have the same parts, it feels different. Mm. It fe- I mean, it does still feel different for men. Each piece because feels different, of course. <laughs> and they look different mm. and all of that. But um, it's everything combined with women. It's the, it's the shame, it's the guilt, it's the embarrassment, it's the, you know, ladylike uh, mm. vision that, you know, we've been instilled with after generation after generation after generation. Yeah, porn. Yeah, yeah, and and porn's another thing. It's another thing entirely. With porn, I'm going to bring this woman up again. It happens every time. Every Mm. time we have a podcast, I bring up this woman called Cindy Gallup. She's Cindy. Cindy Gallup. Gallup. She's like an advertising person in the Mm. US, and she basically has made this site called Make Love Not Porn, Mm. and it's all about showing people having real sex. Okay, so like they can understand, so women can understand what's like you know. Is this like? For free or like paid? I don't know actually. Um, like, is it a proper production or is it just? I think it's just. I think I, I think couples can quite literally send in essentially yeah. a sex tape, mm. and if they're comfortable to share it, yeah. like it's like there a. Are, there are people who make films like for the masses that are like ethical porn. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a there's a female rapper in the UK. I've completely forgotten her name, but. There is a female rapper in the UK who um, is a lesbian and she produces um, and directs like lesbian porn that is like real, real yeah. and not like this mm-hmm. massive kind of choreographed piece for yeah. like men, <laughs> yeah. but mm. it's more like 
lesbian porn made for women yeah. yeah like that shows like the realities of real bodies sex. Yeah, yeah real bodies real relationships yeah yeah yeah, mm. yeah. um they do exist they're mm. harder to find and you might need to actually fund it yeah rather than go to the free crap that everyone yeah, yeah. That everyone's um which is to. crazy isn't it it is it, kind of like crazy. It, you know you you sort of get a or i guess it's not but like just the porn industry how like embedded mm. it is and how easy it is to access porn like even though they pretend they're putting up like you know yeah it's because it is against it it's because really of the not. communication it's like it's like one of those things you'll never get rid of it yeah. ever so people don't attack it because they want it mm. do you think people will get to a point where they prefer to watch real sex or do you think I'd there's always so. this kind of leaning towards you know idealistic sex and you know do you think it's so ingrained the stereotypes are so ingrained in men and women because of our history that you know men are always going to lean perhaps towards you know no. that kind of I think it would take a hell of a long time but I I can't believe that that will be forever that will be forever I cannot mm. I cannot mm. And if I've got anything to do with it. <laughs> then it won't. Then it won't. I mean, like, just... I do honestly believe that if people just knew about what is actually on offer, mm. um, it would be completely different. I think because it's hidden, mm. it's, you know, people here on the grapevine, and they don't talk about it, so they just go down these avenues, mm. you know. Um, whereas, you know, there are... You know, pleasure's great. Watching people have sex is very hot. <laughs> you know, it, you can't help it. The, 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 if you are um, sexually active or you enjoy sex, you know, the, the signals in your brain will start doing its thing and sending messages to these areas of our body that will just react. Mm. Now, for me, I'm like, I don't understand why there's anything wrong with that. It's a mm. completely physiological reaction. Yeah. Throughout history, it has changed. Mm. It just needs to change a little bit faster. Yeah, yeah. I mean, along with like technology and everything speeding up all the time, yeah. it's time for this to actually, you know, catch revolution. up. Catch up now. Mm, yeah. yeah, another sexual revolution. There's been a, yeah, there's been true. so many. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're due. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I would agree. Yeah. Hmm. How do you think that we need to go about it? Because I don't know. I feel like me personally. I feel like, yeah, it's great to put same-sex couples mm. or, like, show period blood on the pad in the adverts mm. or, like, make the narrative about female orgasms when you're trying to promote mm. Durex Lube. But I feel like things like that... I don't it's know whether it's me level, being... Yeah, it? I feel like it, maybe it's me being quite pessimistic, but I feel like it needs to go beyond that and come down to like the more individual level where people just talk more yeah like people always like sit like around the office everyone's always like you're so open like you always talk about <laughs> yeah. sex and all that stuff and it's just like yeah because first of all I've had to I don't know when I was younger I had so much angst over things that I didn't know mm. or things that I really wanted to talk about with mm. my friends or things that made me feel like not normal or that I thought wasn't normal mm. and then looking back now where I've matured and become more confident in myself and more self-assured and stuff I'm thinking 
God, if people just spoke to each other more, it'd be a load. It Absolutely, would save us so much, like in a turmoil. So that's why I'm just like, yeah, let's just normalize this shit. Let's just talk about mm. it. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like it needs to go beyond just relying on like marketers and advertisers yeah. to just chuck some tits in a <laughs> advert. A hundred percent. I am all actually for... talk to each other. Yeah. Don't go straight to the sex education. I I genuinely believe from a very. I think there needs to be like a like a, a module that needs to be done for younger children mm-hmm. so they understand their bodies mm-hmm. in their way. And then as they get older, another lot, I think a lot of people um, shy away from real conversations about it because mm-hmm. they're embarrassed, because they're ashamed and they shouldn't be. It's like a catch-22. Yeah. But the talking, yeah, continue talking. Continue yeah. talking. And also, get a book. Yeah, you yeah. know, do some proper research. Ask people about these things. Like, I want to watch porn. What would be classed as ethical porn? Where should I look for it? Mm-hmm. I know I might need to pay for it, but I'm prepared to do that and support, you know, a worthwhile mm. um, course. Course. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I agree. And like, I think there's an argument for you know people used to be well still are to a degree like uncomfortable talking about periods and things like Mm. so the more women talk to each other and the more we can talk to our partners and you know be there yeah be whether you're in the same sex couple or not Mm -hmm. like i think that's really positive that's and i think maybe the narrative has to be around like like you said don't be embarrassed or try not Mm. to be embarrassed or if you are embarrassed don't be embarrassed about the fact that you're embarrassed because You know, you've got to take the plunge. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. It's hard. It is yeah. hard work. It's we are unpicking something that has we've been conditioned. Yeah. Men as well, other genders. You know, we've all been mm. conditioned to think a certain way, to expect life to be a certain way, mm. to want certain things, and if we don't want certain things, then there's something wrong with us. Yeah. Or if we do want certain things. Yeah, there's also something wrong with you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's it's hard. It's hard work. But I feel like the more conversations we have, the more people are willing mm. to have them those conversations with other people, and uh, and you know educate themselves. Do you think? Because we've had this. We had a mental health counselor on um, last year, mm-hmm. and we talked a little bit about the fact that like. You know, there's there's a place for that in the workplace. You know, someone that you can go to talk to, who is an expert in mental health, mm-hmm. and you know, who can help you and, and be you know a sounding board if you are not comfortable having those conversations with you know the people that oh, you yeah, spend the you, most time with. Yeah. Would you agree that like? And I know it, there is a line that if you're a counselor, generally you might cover a bit of sex as well. But you know, is there a place for someone like that because sex is a, is a huge part of people's lives we may not speak about it yeah you know as so you're talking about like, a, like like an occupational health thing yeah, but just like, for sex or just for mental health yeah is there someone you know should that be something that workplaces in this i do think so you know i think i think it would be amazing if if a, a workplace could offer um support in that yeah. way yeah um there i mean there is in, in big companies that some do um, you know occupational health and you can actually talk to someone about 
issues going on at work. I do think that's very obviously they're they're, they're professionals. And I think that's great. Because mm. um, you because I guess relationships outside of work affect your relationships in work hugely yeah. hugely yeah. yeah. I Definitely. think the way they would probably do it is is you'd need to put forward. Um, or request it based on the fact how, how it's affecting your work because yeah. it, it's a place of work yeah um, but absolutely things that happen outside of work have like have an effect on inside of work with there's still a lot of work to be done mm. you know from mental health perspective from Always. you know a sexual support perspective mm. there's huge mm-hmm. steps that need to be taken in the kind of interim is you know, if we're taking ownership for this ourselves, mm-hmm. there's like places that we can go. Like mm-hmm. any places that you think are like mm-hmm. good places for people to find out information about sex and oh, yes. learn about it. Have you got any recommendations? Yes. Um, <laughs> where I used to work. Yeah. Am I allowed to just say where? Yeah. I, am? yeah go for I used it. to work for Shush in Hoxton. They used mm. to be on Hoxton Square. Now they're in P- Pitfield Street. Mm. Um, I would always recommend going to them. They were originally. Um, uh, they were one of the original, truly female-focused boutique mm. sex shops ever um, <clears throat> in Europe. Wow. Yeah, 92 they opened originally. Um, they made a smash, but as the internet came through, yeah. they kind of got behind a little bit. But they are this... It's almost like a, a little family-run... <laughs> Oh, I love that. <laughs> oh, cool. but, but it's like a, it's a family of uh, lesbians. They yeah. were the rebel dykes of the 90s. Nice. Um, and they opened this store. Because basically at the time, you know, which was the 90s. It really, look, at, it's not that long ago. Yeah. Although it is quite long. Mm-hmm. That's when I was yeah. born. <laughs> but it doesn't, it doesn't, yeah, it's, 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 it's not actually that, it? that long sure? ago. Yeah. <laughs> but Wait. at the time, you know... Any, any any pornos or any sex toys, you know, there'd be these dingy shops in Soho, men in rain bags, yeah. you know, and dildos would look like penises with, like, you know, big, veiny... It, we're all... Scary, so <laughs> they are scary! <laughs> <laughs> they can be! I think that's such scary things. scary! <laughs> I keep looking at Rog on the table. No, Rog is cute. Rog is like, cute. Not Roger's when you cute. squeeze him, though. Sometimes, oh, Roger's no, because I'm going to sound like an awful person. <laughs> but, like, up, you know the TV show Naked Attraction? Oh, oh yes! Yeah. Some of the things on there just really scare me. <laughs> oh, do you think that's because you are maybe a little bit shocked by some of the things? Like you're not used to seeing or hearing these things, or I want to know what's, what it is that's said. I don't that's know. Is it the same Maybe it's because it? they just look a bit threatening sometimes. I don't know. Are you talking but about the actual all, body parts? Not all penises, surely. Yeah, like, like the actual penis. The actual like. Are you scary. saying the penis as a concept is threatening? Or are you saying like? It's s- not a concept. No, no, like there's certain penises <laughs> within the penis family. What am I saying? Like if you were looking at if you're watching Naked Attraction. Are you going every single one of those penises is terrifying? Yeah. Or that penis over there is fucking ee, ee, no. <laughs> because then that's all just that's just like that's just literally like what you fancy, what you like, what you're into, right? If it's Yeah, I suppose. Or is it all penises? But then that makes me feel like cuz I know that that's wrong because I know that if someone looked at like a row of vaginas and was like, oh my god, look at that one, it looks so scary. I'll be like, shut the fuck up. Like, everyone has a different, like, vagina, like, everyone's labias are different, like, whatever. And I know that that's true to men yeah. as well. But You've got to I, practice yeah. what you preach. Yeah, exactly. And I'm working on that, guys. 
stuff Learn to love the penis. You don't have to. Do you think um, the more that we look at them, the less frightening they will be? Maybe I that's do. why I got Roger for Secret <laughs> Santa. <laughs> to help me with my did you get Roger yeah yeah someone I won't name them but I was given him he was given to me um on Christmas for Secret Santa yes I love it you know one of my Christmas presents was like a a plush penis really (laughs) nice I've called him Nobby you've got (laughs) so cute love that yeah I mean honestly that that isn't scary (laughs) I should bring him in but I'm not scared of my boyfriend's penis. Well, that's so a, that's all that matters, really. Yeah. Sorry, Dan. <laughs> Dan sneaks into every one of our podcasts in some way, shape, or form. This time it's his penis. Oh yeah, I don't know. It's I don't know. Penis weirdly, penises don't scare me. Vaginas scare me slightly more. Is that is that a strange thing? No, I don't think that's strange. Them. Oh, I, I, don't think, that like... I don't think either of you are strange at all. You are You're not right. strange. We are not strange. That's no. true. We're we're both entitled to be scared of different genitals. Mm. Also, exactly genitals aren't necessarily something that people show all the time. No. So regardless of whether what genitals you're looking at, um, <laughs> the likelihood that. You've seen loads and loads and loads, unless you're like a porn director, yeah, or you're not gonna have seen it all, or you? an artist doing nudes. Mm. You're not going to see many. So you know, with everything that we've been taught and told, mm. and you know, every all of our learnings, it all counts. Yeah, I'm not surprised if people are like scared of things that look like a penis. <laughs> <laughs> what do Lots. you think of Freud? What Freud did was paved the way to mental health discussing mental health as we know it now you know it's it's about talking therapies what do you think of <laughs> i think he's a massive felon he's a massive felon <laughs> he was awful i mean i don't know i think he was he had his um theories about like the oedipus mm. complex, complex yeah. the, oh, i've forgotten what the opposite for what it's called for females it's called like the did I should know this, one? but I don't. I don't remember the female it's called, one. It I was only the remember Oedip- the Oedipus complex. It, it was the Oedipus yeah. complex and something else. Like, oh, it had a name. It had a name for like the equivalent of like a female fancying their dad. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know. Um, what you mean. I can't remember it now. But um, he was also like a massive um, contributor to like FGM to women. Like women would go to him and like seek his help like mm-hmm. his psychological help because they go to him and say like help me um i can't stop masturbating like mm. i feel like what i'm doing is a sin i feel like blah blah, blah. Mm. or they'll say like help me like i i really want to have sex with my husband but he doesn't want to have sex with me and then he'd be like yeah um just like we need to like mutilate your vagina and sew it all shut and cut your clit off and then that'll fix the problem. And he mm. did it to so many women mm. and like just took advantage of the fact that they were desperate and vulnerable. Um, but then he like gave across this facade that he was like revolutionary in like identifying like relationships between men and women and their parents. But I'd all make a conscious effort to yeah, talk I think more so. openly about it, starting with the podcast, because yeah. we've now officially had a workplace sex conversation 
via you know is this podcasting. is this allowed yeah. <laughs> well it's happened now it's so happened. you know um, so on a finishing note oh god no. this conversation um reminded me of something that i saw a couple of days ago on twitter which actually shocked me to my very core oh no what so, is it someone um basically found some old page threes from yeah. like the 2000s and like brilliant <laughs> <laughs> You already know, don't you? But there's more. Oh. Um, and basically, around this whole, like, sex sales thing, so page three in The Sun were kind of radicalising horny men with right-wing rhetoric. Wow. On page three. So, like, people aren't going to be able to see this, but we could maybe include it on, like... We will somehow get a link. We'll get it to you. Mm. Yeah. But, like, there's, like, photos of these, like, page three models. Oh, yeah. There's these little, like... I see. These little text speeches next to them saying, like, Melanie wants the government to get tough on benefit cheats. <laughs> or, like... What? Keely was shocked to learn so many immigrants have come to the UK. No! Like, what? Yeah, so, oh like, my using God. naked women to, like, sell right-wing rhetoric I mean, and, like, like come ideologies. on, guys. Like, that, that at least try and be a little covert about it. <laughs> You can't to be, be fair, like, anyone it, looking at a page three girl, do you think they're reading anything? Mm. <laughs> Zoe is certain Tony Blair was right to take Britain into the war with Iraq. Oh my god. Oh my <laughs> this is unreal. Are you sure this is real? Yeah, 100%. Fucking hell. I wouldn't be surprised if someone like makes be. like a sort of art piece to like... Wow. To yeah. like... Make a thing As a this. commentary. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Is that, to exhibit is that, that somewhere. Um... The, no, the tweets got like thirty-four thousand likes. Fucking hell! <laughs> Literally. Um, yeah, and like people were like replying to it with like more that they found. <laughs> so like I think it's like actually a thing. It's actually insane. But yeah, sex sells, guys. Sex sells, guys. Sex sells. Let's just sell the right kind of we sex. We should. Um, and by that I mean yeah. all kinds of sex. Or we should um, bring <laughs> healthy. back healthy, three. healthy sex. sex. Bring back page three and use it to get um, Jeremy Corbyn. That's <laughs> 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 Prime Minister. <laughs> Brittany loves Jeremy Corbyn. <laughs> she could suck his dick all day. <laughs> and on that note, so I think we are done. Robin, thank you so much for talking to us. Thanks for having me. Um, we will try and find that link to that and yeah. share it with the wider world. Um, but yeah, we'll be back next month talking about something we haven't decided yet. Um, maybe Valentine's Day. Maybe Valentine's Day. Ooh, that's a good topic, isn't it? Um, Have me back in. But yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Valentine's special. Valentine's special. Oh, you can spice up your Valentine's. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we'll be back with more stuff. So stay tuned and uh, get us up. Yeah, we <laughs> well done. Thank guys. you, ladies.